Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. From the starters, you got production from your star, and they got a big win last night on the road. Now, everybody's going, all right, why is this going on, Mike? Why why all of a sudden are we winning these games now? Well, a couple weeks ago when I was saying, come on, what's with the uh, Nate stuff? You know we're going to have to switch it out. Uh, he's a dead man walking, you know, the uh, the Shem Sharania fake news <laughs> story that he was already contemplating, you know, you know retiring, quitting. And I said, let's just let's just get on with it. And then, you know, Coonan came on. Steve Coonan said, look, you know, we got to get healthy first. Got to get healthy and then you'll have a sample size of what this is. Well, Capella is healthy. As we said last night, Carl, that was the first time there's nobody on the injury report. And other than Trey kind of rolling his ankle for a minute, we were healthy last night. And it shows, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I would love to put my finger on the specific thing that's going on with the team. Last night they shared the ball and the star showed up. I mean, the game's not hard, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you need your stars to show up. DeJounte goes off in the fourth quarter, carries us. Trey ends the game with the the runner and the free throws, and, and you get a victory on the road. But, Mike, I just wonder, is this sustainable, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the bigger thing. We want to beat the Knicks tomorrow. We want to beat the Hornets. That's a back-to-back situation on Saturday. They come back home for uh, back-to-back home games. Is it sustainable? And if it is, then what is Nate doing differently? Was there something with the rotations last night? Because we saw Jalen Johnson. We saw A.J. Griffin. All the guys that we always talk about. And then you look up and down the scorecard, and it's like, hmm, all these guys contributed. Yeah, and Capella, now he was on a bit of a pitch count because of you know coming back off the injury. So just 23 minutes. But, man, 16 points. Uh, the dude was uh, certainly, you know, do- grabbing boards. I know, and we love Clint. But anytime Clint has got a situation where he's on a break or there's a – He's within three feet of the basket. You might as well play the Benny Hill theme, Carl, because it's going to be a one out of five proposition. But he did everything else last night. DeJounte Murray, though, he was the man stirring the drink. He really was. Um, and, and, you know, listen, we've had this conversation about what his role is as far as the leader on this team. He's the vocal leader. I think when we want to hear what's really going on, and even in the, uh, you know, the Sam Hammock uh, article, right, the, right. The, the, he mentioned – that he's one of the guys that, you know, leads the team and tries to lead in a, an example way on and off the floor. Last night we needed a scoring. And, you know, for all the conversation, yes, Luca had a big game. But I like the fact, and this is what I liked about last night. 
We now know, all right, if everybody's healthy, Mike, that Trey doesn't have to have 38 Mm. for us to win. We haven't had that situation over the last few years where if he didn't play well, we didn't win. Last night, it wasn't that he didn't play well. Again, he played 35 minutes. He gave you 18 points and 12 assists. But he didn't have to be monstrous because the other pieces on the team showed up. Right. No, I mean, we said uh, yesterday talking about what would you want, what would you need for this team. I mean, you, you can never have enough scoring, right? So if you want to, if you want to go get a more scoring, a wing, you talking uh, about for like the trade yeah, deadline? I'm saying for the trade deadline, maybe get a, another another big guy, just because you know, not saying that Clint's going to get injured again, but when Clint goes out, we just talked about it, Carl. We went through an awful stretch of basketball, so I can think, with all due respect to Kaminsky, we could go get another <laughs> big dude, and I'll go back to what I said to Lauren Jabari yesterday from Bally, one of them big dudes with one eyebrow and no vowels in his name, just so we got some size, and, and you can use that, especially in the physicality of the playoffs, which the refs allow. All right, here's the other thing for all you guys who keep saying. Here don't play no defense. He's playing defense. Playing more defense than I've ever seen him play. He's playing defense. I mean, I, I don't know what you guys want. John Stockton dealt with this. Isaiah Thomas dealt with this. What I'm telling you is smaller guards in the league, all right, in stature, have to fight through screens. They have to do the little extra things. And Trey is doing that. And I thought last night, you know, was another example for everybody's like, he ain't playing enough D. He's playing D. So let's get off of his back about not playing enough D, and let's maybe start riding with our star. Nate McMillan was talking about this, and I want you to hear it, because he said Mike Trey's success off the ball was a big deal last night as well. And again, why is he able to do that? Because he's got DeJounte on the floor. Here's Nate McMillan. You know, when uh, we have a hot hand, he's feeding the hot hand, and he's allowing, uh, you know, those guys who are knocking down shots to – play with the basketball you know dj had it going tonight and trey was calling his number uh down the stretch when i put uh those two back in the game you know so it uh you know these are the things that uh we 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 were looking for or have been looking for with dj and trey yeah, man, I, that's something which you and I have talked about. When do you have him on the floor at the same time? Nate's generally now in the last, what, two weeks, a lot after right, the last few minutes before the halftime, right? And then, of course, yeah. the end of the game, which makes sense. So I think more of that, if you can get it, would be great. Having some more faith in A.J. Griffin, I think at some point, something I'd like to see evolve. I think he, the kid, is he's only going to get better. You learn by doing. You can have more of an impact from Griffin as long as he's getting more minutes to show you what he can do. Yes, you're going to have rookie mistakes. That's my only beef right now. Yeah, that, that sound bite, though, to me, Mike, when he says Trey was finding him at the end of the game, Trey could have been selfish last night, guys. He could have been in the moment where, you know what, I got I to gotta show up here. I got to do more. I got, And he didn't. He didn't let that overtake him. My guy's going off. I'm going to give him the ball and let him continue to work. To me, that shows growth, Mike. In a, in a situation a few years ago, we're on the road. It's a close game. Trey is jacking shots. That didn't happen last night. No, he only had one moment where he threw the air ball up with about three and a half minutes left, but that was it. He only took one three-point shot last night, guys. So that's playing within yourself. Now, you, let me ask you this. Was that a byproduct of the ankle injury? Maybe. Don't know. I mean, and if, if it Don't is, know. then, you know, as Clint Eastwood says, a man's got to know his limitations. So he got everybody else involved. He had a double-double with the assists, had a couple of steals. Only, you know, he had four turnovers. DeJounte only had one turnover as much as he was holding on to the ball. Yeah, listen, you get on the bus to head to the airport, it's a win. I don't give a damn if I scored 50, if I scored 18 and 12, which is what he did. And that is the most important thing. This team needs wins right now. And my only thing is he just didn't allow that whole hype train that was going on last night 
to affect how he played the game. Mm. I thought he played a really good game, Mike, considering the circumstances. Guess who bet the over last night? You. This guy. And there was and, a lot of points. Yeah, and it was funny. Jason Kidd uh, talking to the media in Dallas afterwards in the locker room. You got to play defense. Right now, we're not playing any defense. He said it was like a shoot-around. He said 130 from another team. They shot 57%. So he's on his guys. That's a them problem. They've lost a bunch of games now in a row. Uh, they were getting a lot of calls. Mavericks were getting a lot of calls. Luka was doing his floppy routine we talked about with Andy Randy. He's complaining all the time. I mean, look, I get it. You know, stars rules. We make fun of LeBron. LeBron's done. All the stars do it. And we Embiid is doing it. But sometimes when Luka does it, it's like, dude, it's so pathetically silly looking. It's almost like laugh out loud. I got to say this, too, and, and not watching the Mavs as regularly, you know, as our team. It's the Rockets 2018, 2017, 2016. Mm-hmm. It is. It's James Harden. Dribble, 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 dribble. And if he's got a shot, he takes it. If he doesn't have a shot, I, I, my point is, I don't know if you win a championship that way, Mike. I actually think we're constructed with all the stuff that's going on in the nonsense. We're actually constructed better than the, than the Mavericks right now. If it ain't Luka, it's not happening, guys. And, and God forbid if Bullock is not hitting three-pointers, right. you know, um, they don't have a real inside presence. It's a lot of athletes and guys that can play, but at the end of the day, I saw this. I saw this before, and that that does not work in the playoffs. Yeah, and I don't know what adding Cam Reddish will do to that. Uh, but if they feel defensively, that would help. But yeah, you're right. It was strange last night to watch him throwing up threes. It was a two possession game. It was down to six points down the stretch, and Luca was launching threes and couldn't hit anything. You know, so I know national TV. We're talking about who's going to win the battle. Well, score wise, a double double for Trey. Luca's 19 in the first quarter that didn't score anything in the second, which was kind of interesting. And then the other thing which I saw, and I, again, I, I wrote about it on Twitter. You know, DeAndre Hunter, just when you think he's starting to turn a corner, he gets a night like last night where the refs just ruin his night. He got a couple of ridiculous fouls called on him. He completely took him out of his rhythm. Yeah. I, I uh, There was a point in the game, I think it was three minutes to play. We're up. He's got a wide open three in the corner, and he hits the top of the backboard. And it was just an ugly shot. Yeah, so, yep. And, and it was one of those shots. Glad things played out the way they did for us. But that, was, that would have been one of those shots that if we had lost, Mike, you go, DeAndre, what is going on? I mean, a wide open three-pointer. And it's like the side where the corner is the, the side corner of the meets right, right. It was just ugly. So, you're right, though. With the foul calls, mm. end of the day, though, Hawks win, man. 130-122 against the Mavs. It was a good win. I want you to hear Trey because we played enough of Nate over the last few weeks talking about slow starts, mm. not being ready, flat. They were ready last night. Um, I mean, I think we did a great job of starting the game out fast again. I think, I mean, that's gotten us these first, uh, I mean, last few wins. I think starting out the game fast is important. And uh, we've been doing a great job doing that. And Yeah. They talked about tempo, too. It yeah. was, but, but it matters. Like, we make fun of this, and we've been playing the hell out of these sound bites because they're the same sound bites every game, it seems like. But if you don't start out fast every game, Mike, or at least compete in the first quarter – you just put yourself behind the eight ball, man. It's hard to come back in these games. And for guys who are telling us to relax, in the words of the old Billy Knight, well, now you're uh, one uh, game in the loss column from getting up in the six, and that's what we want to be. We do not want to be monkeying around with the play, and there's, too, and there's too much talent on this team for that. So you've won now four in a row. You've won five of your last six, and you got the Knicks coming up next. See what the Knicks are going to do? you got a couple of, you could argue, a couple of winnable games coming up. Yeah, I uh, – I, I got to tell you, man, DeJounte, should I say? I wanted to say DeAndre Hunter. But DeJounte, Mike, if he plays like this, Mm. this is a different team. Now, the only thing would be if you'd say, what's the next level? 
if Trey starts feeling that three-point shot last night, again, there was an injury, so we'll give him a pass. But if Trey can start bombing that three and getting some really open looks, that's what we thought was going to make this team so competitive and I'm not going to say unstoppable, but tougher matchups in the East. All right, guys, it's Dukes and Bell. Follow Mike. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put Him Up. See Dukes, the radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. Stay up on everything that's going on. We're also on the Gram, Facebook, all over the place, guys. Coming up, two OCs gone. We'll talk about it next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This is Jim Rome with a CBS. That, that song was hot, man. That, that song right there? Right. Oh, the dance floor. Uh, 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 and the buildup? Right. Chris, our engineer, a.k.a. Turtle, he's a big fan of EDM. And so, you know, I'm always busting his chops, you know, about this music being derivative. Hold on, wait for the break. When this drops, by the way. Yeah. I'm sexy and I know it. Everybody's going nuts. This reminds me of you and me in Vegas, and then your wife wondered why we ran up a $5,000 charge in a well, club. When was this song dropped, Chris? Do we know what the date on this was? What year? What are we talking Crazy. about? Crazy. It's 11 years old. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, and I was, uh, it reminds me of me and my wife being in Vegas. I mean, I, I we partied to that. That that was hot. That was a summer jam, too, if I remember correctly. So, Chris, you'd be proud of me last night. I was I was flipping around because I'm stuck in traffic because the connector was a show last night. And so I listened to Diplo's channel for about uh, 30 minutes on the ride home. Look at good. you. Good. How about that? So I gave it a try. Diplo's hot, try. man. Of course, when I looked down, I was doing 145 miles an hour, but, you know. <laughs> the music had you. <laughs> Grinding my teeth. I needed water. I don't know what was going on. Let's uh, let's talk about what's going on down in Tampa. Um, and, and it makes me wonder, Mike, how much further as an organization we are going to be than everyone else in this division. There are going to be changes all over the place. We're actually the organization that's stable right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, Arthur Smith, Terry Fontenot have been here two years. Coaching staff, yes, you're going to have to find a new defensive coordinator. But those are normal things. But when the Buccaneers pretty much know that Tom Brady's not coming back, and now they fired offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich. This is kind of what we were talking about with, you know, the Tampa run and this window mm-hmm. for them. Maybe it was three years, and it looks like it's going to be. But here's my thing. Wasn't he just a hot commodity in the hiring cycle? Two years ago, after the Super Bowl. And he didn't get a job. Two years later, he's fired. Like, what happened? And is this the blame game of Brady's lack of performance and he's getting the blame? I saw uh, Roddy White tweeted out, you know, supporting Byron Leftwich, and Byron played here in Atlanta in the lost season, uh, by the way, when Mike was out. But he was saying you got offensive line woes up and down the line. You know, you, you missed Gronk. Your tight ends were banged up too. And, you know, the, the, and the performance just wasn't there. Now, look, Brady, you could argue he's not accurate enough. He's, he's, he's so averse to heat in the pocket. Byron Leftwich can't do anything about that. Carl, you got to take some hits in the NFL. That's right. You know, look, talk to Matt Ryan about it, you know. Talk to Chris Chandler about it here in Atlanta. you got to stick in the pocket and take some hits. Brady will not do that. So the routes don't get a chance to, to evolve. But, I mean, Byron Leftwich, you've seen it. Same thing happened with the Chargers with Staley. The, you're firing these guys, and some would say you might as well just fire Todd Bowles now because he's going to be dead man walking next season. So these are all the people that are leaving, okay? And I'm not going to name them by name, but basically they're losing their wide receivers coach, their offensive quality control coach, their assistant D-line coach. These are all people that are walking away or retiring or moving on. And some of these guys are Arians guys, right? Quarterbacks coach, senior offensive assistant, Bob Sanders, who was their outside linebackers coach, he's retiring. Mike, that's a lot of staff. It's not just a guy that you're going, all right, we'll go get a new offensive coordinator, which they're going to have to do. But I just thought, you know, 
with all we thought about Byron Leftwich and, oh, he's a hot commodity, and look, mm-hmm. and we said this, it's sort of like what happened with Nathaniel yeah, Hackett. Yeah, yeah. He's in Green Bay. You're winning games. Look, oh, he's great because you have Aaron Rodgers. And all of a sudden now, you know, do you feel the same way about Byron Leftwich that you did maybe a few years ago? I'm not telling you he can't call plays. I do think Roddy's white. Uh, uh, Roddy White is right about a lot of yeah. the stuff that he's saying. A- at some point, there is a balance of, of equal blame, right? Okay, we didn't have the necessary pieces to call the plays, but also you didn't perform and execute the plays. Well, the run game, the other thing with Tampa, they were so unbalanced. One of the worst rushing attacks in the NFL, averaging 77 yards on the ground. Think about how we evolved with the run game. And, you know, obviously we were built to kind of do that, but their their run game and part of that was their offensive line was so turned over and so banged up in the middle. And that takes away a lot of what Leftwich wanted to do. And Brady's really good with play action, so that just kind of goes out the window. So, look, these guys get fired all the time. The debate, though, with that, with Leftwich is kind of the thing that always cropped up with Bianca. I mean, I'm not saying I agree with this, but let me run this by you. Because Andy Reid is so involved in the play calling, and Arians was as well. Yeah. Then some people say, well, what exactly am I getting? Because some would say Nathaniel Hackett is that same exact piece. LaFleur is. is instrumental in the playing with, the, with an elite quarterback. So you bring in a guy that's basically getting coffee. Yeah, here's the— Not that Leftwich is doing that, but Nathaniel Hackett certainly looked like that's all he was doing. Well, I, I think here's the fundamental problem, though, Mike. Those individuals continue to get the opportunities. Oh, I, don't get me started. I, I'm with the, you on that, baby. The, I know. Whether, whether they're on the same le- level or playing field, mm. which in, a, in essence what you're saying is they are. Right. They're with great coaches who are still involved with their offenses, and they're getting a lot of the credit, which makes them, you know, when you're winning, you're, you're a hot commodity. Right. But the idea is Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hackett got a job. These guys didn't. The white guy who was basically in the same position for those not re- following along or reading between the lines got the gig and then showed in the first game he walked the sidelines of the NFL as a head coach that he was completely out of his depth and it only went down there and only went down from there. So we'll see. I mean, he'll get another probably offensive coordinator's job where I'm not sure, but, but Tampa's a mess right now. I mean, they, they've got a lot to clean up and you're putting a lot of this on Todd Bowles now. To you got to get a quarterback. Okay, you just have to assume that Brady's gone. You got to get a quarterback, and now you're gonna have to fill all these coaching positions. Which again, you know, is it as attractive as it was three, four years ago? No, it's not. And, and coaches around the league will go because again, these jobs are hard to come by. But you're losing a lot of staff, a Hall of Fame quarterback, and now you've basically been forced to probably fire your OC because the offense was so bad. It's it's not in a good spot, and that's good for us for Atlanta right now. As I said, we are probably in a much better place. We just got to figure out who's going to be our DC, right? And the Saints are going to be, uh, you know, a year older in their situation. They, they, the, the big guy that always kills us, Cameron Jordan, etc. They've got a bunch of, you know, let's be honest, they've got a bunch of holes. They still don't technically have a quarterback, so that's good for us. Now, the Carolina rumors yesterday about Sean Payton and and perhaps you know talking to Tepper and maybe trying to get Tom Brady. I don't know about that. I mean. The one that still makes the most sense for me is Miami for Brady, but uh, who, who knows? And then, you know, one thing I think we can all agree, Brady wants to play another year. I mean, I he's, not, he's not walking away. No, I, I do think that. He doesn't have the stress at home that he had to deal with and that he was dealing with, which I, I don't think we knew until we knew. Meanwhile, Greg Roman has decided to step down. This is the Ravens coordinator. And the whole Lamar Jackson thing is when you have Greg Roman, who's built that offense around Lamar Jackson, Mike, and now the coordinator's gone, does that open up the door again for the team to say, hey, we're open to trades? Because the offenses may not be built around you with the new coordinator the way that we did specifically with Greg Roman. Now, when I say that, all these offenses are built around their, their best traits. But basically, they did what Lamar did best, and that's why he had the success. This is an interesting uh, fire or at least step-down situation uh, with the Ravens. Again, another playoff team. And Harbaugh putting out a nice statement about him. They've been together you know, a long time. 
But now you've got a quarterback who hasn't gotten his bag, who doesn't know who his offensive coordinator is going to be, and the team not committed to him. And Roman, for those who don't remember, he was on the staff, but then the, the first year he becomes the offensive coordinator, that's the year Lamar Jackson wins the MVP. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and you and I, I've always – Nineteen, de- right? Yeah, always debated about the, the receivers, the caliber of receiver that they brought in there. I've always thought it was kind of an afterthought. You know, kind of like what, you know, we were joking about Aaron Rodgers has to kind of – they stick it up on the wall and, and they never go over a big draft pick at wide receiver. They started to do that with the Ravens, but still. I don't know, 28th have- in passing offense. Yeah. This year. Uh, overall offense, they were, what, the worst they were in six seasons. They were 16th average right. overall. Now, so. a year ago, they lose Dobbins. Everybody they go through all the running Injuries, backs. yep. Yeah, they, everybody got hurt. 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Just things going on around the NFL. Now, if you're going to do some bill, what about our team? What's going on with our team? Nothing right now. Interviewing defensive coordinators. I mean, they, they've not made any decisions. Um, how fast does that need to happen, though? I, I still say you got to do this within the next few weeks, Mike. Yeah. You can't wait around until after the Super Bowl to hire your defensive coordinator. I'm with you. I, I mean, as we've already broken it down seven ways to Sunday, there's not as much of a difference like it used to be because of how many te- how much you're in the nickel. So we kind of had four three tendencies at times under P's. But whether you think it's not, you're not like ripping things up if you're going to a four three. But I'm with you. You're still going to have there's personnel you might be interested in personnel that fits what this guy wants. Vic Fangio might want something that another guy doesn't want. And, you know, you get on the same page and you go get them. All right. This is also in um, Jeff Saturday has completed his interview, Mike, to become the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Great story for one week. Fantastic story for one week. And then it all fell apart. Is he going to get the job? No. No. He's just it just I think it's just her say going, giving him a solid. He's his boy. He can't get the job. No, it was, it was like I said. It was a great story. The Raiders. That was the weekend. Derek uh, Carr was crying. He made Josh McDaniels look like a, a monkey's uncle in that one. And then everything else went completely kaput. Now, as soon as I say that, right? The reason why Ursay went with him is because he felt comfortable with him. I mean, who's to say, Mike? That you know yeah. what? Hey, we didn't give you a full season. We needed to see what your vision was going to be. You've been advising mm-hmm. this organization. You stepped into a blank show. You know what? How do you clean this up? Who's to say Ursay doesn't say that to Jeff Saturday? And Saturday's like, yeah, here's my solutions. <laughs> and he ultimately gets the job. Now, he lost seven in a row. This is window dressing. This is just you know, to be respectful for him because he was working as an offsite consultant with the Colts looking at their offensive line. He's living here in Metro Atlanta. And then, you know, he wanted a new set of eyes on the problem, brought him in. And you saw how bad this team is. How complete. Again, supposed to be a great offensive line, eh, great running game. Eh. And then Matt Ryan got involved with this twice. He was benched. It's crazy. All right, coming up, we're going to hit some headlines, guys. Hawks win last night. What a big win it was. Four in a row. But here's the thing. Who's the key to why they're winning? We'll tell you coming up next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details Have the Hawks regained their swag during this four-game win streak? I'm going to tell you the key to why this win streak has been going on. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. we got to give a big shout-out to uh, its international Atlanta anthem. That's the Twitter handle. Okay. And then Baron Payton is the guy's name or person. Uh, but they were drinking Hey Man, man, today. And uh, they sent us a nice pic. Yeah, I saw the picture of the purchase of the brew on the counter, man. Way to go. <laughs> And again, we assume that everybody, you know, we assume everyone knows, not everybody, you know, we get new listeners every day. Welcome, beyond the new. Uh, we got our own brew, man. It's a Dukes Bell Hey Man Ale. Just real quick, I'll give it to you in 30 seconds. It's made from a brewery over in a Greensboro, Georgia, on the other side of the interstate from Lake Oconee. They do a fantastic job. Taylor, our brewmaster, this is what our fourth year of having the beer. We got five. Yeah, going into year five. Check that. 2018. You're right. I forget about COVID because that's when we were going to launch the Watermelon Lime, which launched last year, and people love that too. Two great flavors. Check out your Publix package tour. All right, man. Um, we will tell you here coming up more about the Hawks. Also, uh, in the 3 o'clock hour, 20 minutes from now, we will get into what's going on with Aaron Donald. Is he about to retire? Because... Sounded like he was thinking about it before he got his contract extension. He's doing some things, and it's got people wondering. Also, they have signed some insurance. We'll tell you about it 20 minutes from now. Turtle Behind the Glass, our engineer, Bo Morgan, executive producing. Let's hit some headlines. Strap in, youngins. In the headlines with Dukes and Bell. Hawks win last night. They get their fourth straight. Can they make it five against the Knicks tomorrow night at State Farm Arena? Everybody talked about it, and we did too. And I told you guys, if Trey, we lost and didn't play well, uh, it would be all about Luka. We don't have to worry about that. We got the win. Trey played well. And more importantly, everybody else around him did. As a matter of fact, Jason Kidd said, look, 
The way he was watching this game, it was like a shoot-around for the Hawks. You got to keep asking or demanding for those guys to play defense. It's not just the offensive end. And tonight, we give up 130. The team shot 57%. It's a shoot-around. You know, and in, in this case, in this league, you do that, no matter if you have Luka or Kareem or LeBron, you're going to lose. He's right. By the way, Jason Kidd was a bad boy, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd took the Nets to the NBA Finals by himself. It's true. <laughs> Jason Kidd was a bad dude. Anyways, we rarely hear from him because, again, we play the Mavs, and he's now their coach. But, Mike, he said it doesn't matter who you have. In those situations, you're going to lose. And their loss on defense was arcane. That's great. I mean, <laughs> hey, and, and by the way, I know that, We like uh, it when they don't play D. And, and I know that everybody's got their own style. I will give Nate credit. We do not... You know, maybe that's you should be analytics nerds would know the way on this one, I guess. We do not go overboard on the three. Dallas chucks them up. I mean, and if ever there was a number which tells 50% from three, we shot 26 and the Mavericks shot 42. And that's their MO. Other teams do it. We've seen it around the league, but we generally look for a good shot, an open shot. And aside from DeAndre Hunter hitting the side of the backboard, they were generally better shots. So during this four-game win streak, what if I told you, what if I told you, Trey's scoring is down, DeJounte's is up. What if I told you that Trey has more steals during this four-game win streak, okay, and his steal numbers are up? He's playing better defense. What if I told you the assist numbers are up? That's what's going on. And DeJounte Murray, Mike, he's scoring five more points than his regular season averages during this four-game uh, set, this this four-game win streak. He's averaging about 20 a game. He's averaging 25 during this four-game win streak. Guys, five points, that's a huge gap. That's like NBA playoff numbers where a guy gets in the playoffs and mm. takes off. Right. DeJounte is playing really well, but Trey's numbers are down, and we're winning, and he's being more efficient, and he's playing defense. Give him his due. Right, and I don't care how this works. I just want to see us go on one of those. We've been talking, but we've been begging for these guys to go on a run. Go win eight or nine. Memphis has won 11 games in a row. They had some unbelievable clutch shots last night to beat the Pacers. That's what I'm not – well, maybe it's asking too much, but win seven of eight, right? And that's what we're on, maybe on pace to do right now. And, again, maybe there's an ebb and flow. We thought that the way this was going to work, Carl, one night DeJounte would pop, and then one night Trey would pop. And right now, as you said, DeJounte's kind of getting his, and Trey is kind of playing more of a, a balanced role. All right, what do you guys think? Can we keep this going? Let's put a poll up. I want to ask our listeners where you're at and what you think about this particular run. Mike and I have been waiting on this all season. Mm. We've been like, all right, can we win three in a row? We're at four. Knicks are not good. I'm just going to tell you guys, we, we should be able to handle the Knicks tomorrow at home. Then you get the Hornets. Back-to-backs are always tough. But the fact is, Mike, come Sunday, we should be looking at six in a row. Right. That's kind of where I'm at. You should take advantage of the way that we're playing right now. Want to know what you guys think sustainable? Are we hitting a stride right now? Are we hitting a mark because guys are getting back healthy? Are you buying in, or do you still think this team has a long way to go and you're still not quite convinced despite the four-game win? Mm. We'll put it up at Dukes and Bell 929. Let's hear from Nate McMillan on having Clint Capella back. Yeah, of course, his conditioning has to get uh, – we have to get that back, and, you know, that's going to take – you know, a couple more games to uh, to do that. But again, it's good to have him back. Uh, you know, to have him out there uh, for the minutes that we have him with Oyeka uh, and have some size out on the floor, uh, defending the paint and rebounding the basketball. Mm. Yeah, and you know, you touched on it. 
He was on a minute uh, limit last night because he's coming off that injury. But Capella, this is a guy that, yeah, I know you can always work on some of that shooting and close, but he just helps you in that in so many ways, Carl. And don't forget, they get some size. There were a lot of times last night watching on TV. Didn't Dallas look bigger than us? Oh, yeah, they did. They right? did. But no Ca- doubt. Capella, that, I mean, paying dividends, man. So as he continues to get healthier and healthier, he did say to Lauren Jabara that his, his breathing was good. He was catching his breath. He wasn't getting all winded. So probably going to play even more minutes last well, night. Well, he he, when he played, you could tell, right? It's right. just it looks different. Clint's rolling the ball. I rolled to the glass. He's getting easy buckets. There was a lot of, I mean, a lot of uh, you know, pick and rolls or alley oops that were flying. Man, that was great. It's Dukes and Bell headlines brought to you by our friends at ATL Live Well. Low testosterone doesn't have to keep you down. Call ATL Live Well today. Don't just live, live well. Um, Mike, we talked about it yesterday, and there's some other Georgia news that we need to hit. But you know, Ad Mitchell enters the transfer portal. Mm. We said this with Connor Riley in our interview yesterday, and. If you're a dog fan, you're going, wait a minute, that's one of our better receivers. He is, but they have a lot of guys in that wide receiving room, including Ladd McConkey, and, you know, you got Brock Bowers coming back. Mike talked about the four- and five-star guys that are coming in, but everybody looks at that, Mike, and they go, okay, is something going on? No, guys, this is what happens now in college football. This is not an indicator that anything is bad or what's mm-hmm. going on with Georgia right now. You just won the national championship. No, and again, you know, A.D. Mitchell, you had kind of had to – he had two of the biggest catches in Georgia history, but you also had to learn to live without him for so much of the season. So that's part of it. But you're getting a receiver coming in from Missouri, another one from uh, Mississippi State. So you got guys with SEC experience, and that's part of the reason why a guy like Mitchell says, look, I want to pad my – I don't. Hey, I'm not faulted, Carl. Want to get some better stats for the NFL? I've already got two rings, so we wish him well. So this just in too, because I know there were a lot of rumors out there. If you're following the Devin Willock story um, and the tragedy that happened last weekend, Devin Willock's father says they have no plans to sue UGA. Mike, mm. he came out and said that about 30 minutes ago. Um, and I know, you know, listen, th- this is a sticky situation with, with us saying what may happen, what's, what's, you know, the plans are for these families. I, I don't know. All we can do is report the news. But I know there was some stuff out there earlier and even last night about, you know, the plans that these families had. And, and I just feel like there's a lot of heartbreak right now, Mike. And, yeah. and people are grieving and it's hard. But his father just came out and said that, not gonna that, sue that the university. they're not going to do that. Because, you know, I was talking to an attorney today that was saying, you know, again, Chandler LaCroix, just, they just had the funeral for her yesterday. And the idea that, you know, in teams now in, in universities, technically if you're working for the university in that capacity, that job basically continues even though the person is on the roster because now with the transfer portal, you can still be recruited to another team. So as far as liability, that, that was the concern for the university. But obviously in this, in this time, people are just talking about, you know, thoughts and prayers to the family. That's interesting. The father did say that on, on the record. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, it's it's people grieve differently, man, right. and you just don't know how people are, are going through it. And sometimes, Mike, you might say something out loud that you don't necessarily mean at the time because you're trying to figure it out and you want some reasoning behind why your son's not there. And I, I, I get it. I understand. But I will say – that's what's being reported as of right now. So if you've heard that story, right. that's that's the situation. And another tragedy, which really kind of you and I kind of threw us for a loop this morning. Squid Billy, our producer, Bo, as well, a guy that mm. we got to know really well. And United fans, whether at the training facility or maybe signing autographs after the match, Anton walks killed in a boating accident. Two boats collide down in Miami. And it's, uh, it's an area, Carl, where there have been a lot of boating accidents over the years. It's down by the uh, Marine Amphitheater. They have this, uh, it's called the Miami Marine Stadium. 
and it's kind of a party spot. I can tell you that from my own experience down there. There's a couple of like there's a, there's a tiki bar down the street. Not sure what I'm not trying to infer that was part of it, but there's a lot of boat traffic in that area. And they say, according to the Miami Herald, that he was in control of the boat. He was only 25 years old. Yeah. We had him on the show probably. Numerous times. Yeah, I mean, probably half a dozen times. He's just a sweet, sweet kid from England who was making his way in the soccer world. He got picked up by Charlotte in the expansion draft. And uh, I know that a lot of fans are feeling it because he was a great kid. Yes, he was. Uh, Antoine Walks, rest in peace, man. He always had great you know, things to say on our show and time for us whenever we had a chance to to be around him, so it's certainly tragic, tragic news to hear that. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some NFL because there are news stories going on all over the place, including they must be a little worried because they've brought in some insurance. We'll explain coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 